Superman. Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. I'm Mark Marin, and I am here today with two of my guest hosts. Number one, he's the hostess with the mostest. You know him as Eric Azana, but I know him as Dirty Boy Dirty. Eric Azana, <laughs> say hello. <laughs> hello, I'm Dirty Boy Dirty. <laughs> and my second guest, he's known on the streets as Jacob Brown, but in the in the sheets, he's known as Brown Jacob. Don't ask why. Here he is, Jacob Brown. Say hi. Brown Jacob at your service, man. And again, I'm Mock Man. And WTF, let's lock the gates. <laughs> that was... Uh, thank you so much, Mark Marin, for swinging by. Um, I know you lost. It's really the gates. weird that Mark Marin didn't introduce me. I'm literally right here. Yeah, he just <laughs> sat there and just. I don't know. I don't he know just, why he he said lock the gates to... and then he left. He literally looked at me and then said two hosts. <laughs> that was a weird <laughs> choice. <laughs> well, I will. I will give you the introduction. I am here with the only man who I would rescue from a secret government. Uh, project who installed explosive things into his wrists, Malcolm Russell Nelson. Hello. Um, Thank you. This, this week's a little different. Um, mixing so, it up. Mixing it up. Uh, as you can tell from our Mark Marin intro. Um, <laughs> must be a week, spinoff episode. Must yeah. be a spinoff. <laughs> special <laughs> guest star. Special. <laughs> we we waited to bring our special guest star in for the non mainline episode. Must must be a spinoff episode. That's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. Wow. So uh, every single Friday we are doing the Geek Explained book club where myself malcolm russell nelson and jacob brown or i guess brown jacob are going through every single issue of every single volume of robert kirkman Corey walker and ryan otley's except not this time because this week we're going a little off the uh off the what what is the what off is script the we're going off script here. There we go. Uh, so last week, if you didn't listen to that episode already, first of all, what's wrong with you? Um, second of all, we covered Conquest. We got to one of the big milestones in the Invincible series. And I figured along with my compatriots here that we need a little little bit of a cool down after all of that death destruction mayhem and lots and lots of blood so we are taking a little uh little detour off of the uh regular invincible series for this week and we're going to cover a couple invincible adjacent stories we're going to let mark and eve and all of well maybe not eve we're going to let mark and his family rest for a moment lick their wounds and get themselves back into fighting shape before we pick back up with the next adventure next week but this week we are covering two uh pretty special books books that i am very excited to uh talk about and that is first off invincible presents adam eve and rex explode very excited to get into these guys. You can actually, you could probably call this the Rexplode Memorial Service. Yep. If anything, this is our, this is our uh, clip show episode that every show does when they're, uh, when they're like, oh man, we had a, we had a character die. We got to do a clip show so that everybody mm -hmm. knows why this character is important. Mm -hmm. 
And so this this is our this is our episode for that. And then we're also pairing that up with a comic that when we started this this actual um, book club, I didn't know existed. There was a book that I didn't know existed that you can actually hear me discovering it or me being made aware of its existence on this series yep. live and in yep. real time we're talking about capes capes, capes. baby capes. also known as capes incorporated also known as the sister comic to invincible that never was makes mm-hmm. me real sad reading that forward it just yeah. it, hurt my it was that was really kind of great. a real bummer wasn't it, was it? very yeah. very big bummer. Oh, yeah. but we're gonna get into all of that we are gonna start off with our top billing here which is invincible presents adam eve and rex explode this is a five part uh graphic novel that was originally uh two separate series that being invincible presents adam eve and invincible presents rex explode five issues five parts gentlemen how do you feel about this book? Uh, I like this. I don't love it. Okay. Interesting. Um, I, I, so uh, first off, the credits for this uh, yes, writing please. goes to uh, Benito Serino, uh, and the penciling goes to Nate Belgard, mm-hmm. uh, which I think Nate Belgard does a pretty like decent job of kind of being Ryan Otley, kind, kind of Corey Walker-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a happy middle. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a middle between the two, but it's because it doesn't pick a side, it doesn't fully do it for me. Um, and then for Benito Serino's writing, I, I like the writing for the most part. I don't love the voice for Eve. Interesting, because I, I think that, say that for Eve Rex. feels a little strange. I, I could see that with Rex, but I think Rex is a mm-hmm. little more of a a little more of a blank template that you could get away with having this characterization for Rex. Well, because um, he's dead. Well, because he's dead, but also because all we've seen is Jeez, Dirk Rex, really. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Uh. Uh, but especially since, like, all we've seen is, like, Jerk Rex. And, like, you know, the, we haven't seen... We, we've seen two sides of Rex, which is Jerk Rex and then Rex towards the end where he's, like, you know, at least trying to be better. Um, Rex. We haven't seen a lot of different facets like we have Adult with Eve. So mm-hmm. I think we have like five different versions of Eve that we've seen, and we could go into one of those as opposed to what this yeah. is. So I, I I don't know. I thought the voice for Eve felt a little weird, um, mm-hmm. but I mean to be fair, she's also younger, so you know that might just be it. I don't know, but that that's me. Jacob, um, I like it. I liked both of the. the, the, the what was touched up was in. Um, Early on in Invincible and backup issues of like a short origin story between him. They did short origins between Adam Eve, Rex Explode, the Immortal, Monster yeah. Girl, and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. And um, this just goes more into detail about it. Yeah. And I I okay. I I liked I liked the I can I can totally understand the the voice of like between these two characters is kind of a, a little off, but I think that's just because it's a different writer uh, yeah and, for sure oh, and for it's sure. it's definitely because of the writer but um robert kirkman did give him like a lot of like this is the storyline of what i wanted for these origins and like here you can expand upon how that goes um eve's story is about three parts and rex is about two right like yeah there's like there's like two chapter it's like two issues for 
Rex Splode in three chapter uh, three issues for Adam Eve to tell her first story. I, I I just um I don't I don't really I don't know. I don't know how to explain how I feel about these. I like the <laughs> I like the connections with the uh Erickson, the uh the the director. Yeah, the, yeah that's that, pretty uh, cool. That was really cool. I love that he like, I don't know, cloned himself or something. He's the like overarching that. bad guy for them. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. It's yeah. really, really cool that he's like the like he's he's made his mark through two heroes here. And um and also um it, it was just me, but did anyone read Miss Dr. Brandyworth uh as like Doc Brown? Because that's Honestly, yes. what kept popping in my head, yes. I couldn't get it out of my. I really yes, couldn't stop sure. it. I could definitely see that. Like I sure. couldn't. It Eve. was really bad. We like he finds Eve. And Samantha. It's like, like yes, Samantha. You, know, you were born with those powers because I designed you to be. Yeah. The government commissioned my specific, my scientific <laughs> knowledge to create the most powerful weapon conceivable, <laughs> a controllable human human atom bomb. We did it. One better, and I made you a living thinking science machine. <laughs> but I made a mistake and I fell in love with your mother. They, they <gasps> are kind of Doc and Marty together. Which like, is they interesting. Are in a way. Like and in I a way, it, they are kind of Doc and Marty. It's kind and of I cute. think if you if you read it that way, I could see the um the discrepancies in Eve's voice when it comes yeah. to like narratively. Yeah. Like I could see that like connecting yeah. better. She comes across more Marty than she Absolutely does. Absolutely, actually, does. But, like, yeah. that's a really good comparison. Yeah, she, yeah. she really that, does come a across solid, a lot like solid Marty. Cole Jacob. I'm saying yeah. Marty. Jesus. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, <Yeah>. Rex. <laughs> Why did you come stay with me? <laughs> Let's just go ahead and throw this out there. The worst thing that could happen to our society is Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> Worst thing that could happen to our society. It was. It actually was okay until the Szechuan sauce incident happened, and then it that was, that was the that was the breaking point. Nah, bro, it was never good. It was never good. <laughs> for was never for good. context for everyone, Jacob absolutely dressed as Rick for I, Halloween one year. We went to a <laughs> Halloween party where he and uh, our very good brother Kanan, shout out to Kanan, uh, were Rick and Morty together. It was wonderful. They were wonderful I could see together. That. I'd rather watch that. Rather oh, watch I would absolutely that. watch. For sure. I'd rather watch that. Five that seasons really of Jacob and Kanan just running around. That sounds <laughs> three, really three dimensions. good. That, yeah. That's just a quick um, stop. Uh, stop spoiling our uh, live action series that I'm potentially <laughs> trying to sell here. Okay. <laughs> uh, Am- Amazon's going to call you back any day now. <laughs> okay, that's true. Okay. That's what um, I'm hoping. So basically what this story is and what this Invincible Presents uh, graphic novel is trying to do is to give us not just the origins of both Eve and Rex but also give you more context around them because when we meet them or when Mark meets them in Invincible they're pretty fully formed as characters Um, maybe not so much Rex because Rex does go through a lot of development but they it always I always found really interesting you know I'm always a huge uh, prequel guy I love when they're like all right let's explain how these characters came to be but like it was i thought it was actually really interesting like giving them these backstories especially rex we're gonna get into rex in a second because i loved his backstory yeah um but having eve be this you know this this seemingly very gifted girl who just doesn't 
want to be like gifted she's like yeah i'm like smart but i'm not like interested in being smart yeah like, i just i want to do normal stuff and her relationship with her dad is incredibly toxic mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. is very bad her dad mm -hmm. is a horrible person horrible we person. knew this last, the... like, we talked about this last week we're talking the, about the, when she comes home and it's her oh birthday and she's like have you guys been sitting there like this entire time she's like that's not the boys like you ate some of the cake. It's like, that's not the point of that. Like, yeah, dude, every, every single time he shows up, I'm like, sucks. oh, God. That sucks. That sucks. That sucks. And again, furthers the Mary Jane Watson comparison because this Very is true. the same relationship that Mary Jane Watson had with her dad. Very true. So well, we get to see... You know, also, I... I just like also I, I don't really like well she she did no he's a very terrible person but it was just like I just wanted to point out like my favorite thing was like when she came home from school like um the the prestigious school that she was in pretty much and then uh she she's like well what do you get you know like uh if, if like one of these like stupid nerds calls me if my epidermis is showing or something like that I'm gonna like totally oh yeah and then yeah. his dad and then the dad goes like and what position are you to talk about freaks little miss yeah and dude. it was like whoa unbelievable absolutely yeah. worst dad of the year yeah guys your award sir you he can sucks. go find it in the trash outside uh -huh. <laughs> but we yeah. get to see eve during her formative years learning about her powers you know growing that relationship with her parents and then also running up against doc brown once again mm -hmm. um <laughs> his name is not doc brown i just want to make that clear for listeners who think that i might not know that his name is doctor <laughs> but uh, we're gonna call him dr brown brandy worth uh, yeah brandy worth thank you and so yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> It's Which so... still sounds like a like a crazy scientist name, you know, like oh, Dr. Dr. Brandy Dr. Brandy could have mm. been Dr. Benson for all we care. Like, and it's just like, oh, I'm a big fan of Bunsen burners. And so yeah. he finds her, you know, on her first little jaunt as a superhero. Again, very much echoing Mark's first night as a hero mm -hmm. with his makeshift costume and whatnot. And yeah, um, we get freaking kill cannon, baby. We get our kill cannon along with uh, the first iteration of Eve's costume, which I'm I'm sure you guys noticed this, but something very small that I loved: fingerless gloves. Are they? Her, they for her first costume. I didn't even notice fingerless it. Yeah, gloves. Right. Yeah, her and right. Mark meant to be. Oh man, just how it is. That's so cute. That's right? I thought it was cool. And she's got her mask, and she's her costume has a skirt to start off, very Supergirl looking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And little cape. Yeah, little cape. And we do get her first battle with Kill Cannon. Yeah. Or what did uh, what did you call him? No, his Malcolm? name is Kill Cannon. Oh. Oh. Uh, I don't remember what I called him before, man. It was bad. I don't know. It, it was, was something. It was a funny. great comparison. It was but... something funny. <laughs> But we'll go back she, and like, she straight up like just kicks his ass. Like yeah. she is at this point, what, like 12, maybe 13? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, she's got to be about 12, 13. And so yeah. she just like beats the crap out of this guy. And, Which is like, awesome. Yeah, super cool. Oh, and yeah. This guy she... is very clearly older than her. He's He looks like late 20s. Yeah. She calls herself Adam Eve, the Teen Queen Supreme. That's yeah. She introduced herself as Adam Eve, the Teen Queen Supreme. It's awesome. Then she hits him with a judo chop. Yeah. Just sick. Just and, sick, dude. And we do get the backstory that, you know, Dr. Brown basically like took Eve and gave her to uh, her terrible dad and his wife. 
um, under the guise of like, oh, this is your baby that you thought, you know, didn't make it, but whatnot, just to get her away from the secret government agency that was uh, experimenting on her and uh, in essence created her. Just smacked my smacked my pop filter here. Um, All up on the floor, smack that till you get some. Uh, but we we find out that um, you know the Department of Defense has been doing some shady stuff this whole time. It's not uh-huh. just uh, it's not just recent days with DA Sinclair uh-huh. and the Reanimen. Mm-hmm. It goes back to these really freaky looking experiments. Don't like it. They're I trying like to replicate Eve and her powers, and uh, and, and they are it's, not doing it's gross. Well. It's They're not very doing well. gnarly. Yeah, yeah, this book goes really hard into the body horror aspect of Invincible, which has yeah. kind of always been there, but it's yeah. not to this leans into not it to this degree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out how to word that, but like, I just you, you ha- I figured we'd get there in a second. Yeah, this yeah. the gore in this is pretty pretty intense. You know, pretty gnarly. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the boys, but it's just not graphic enough like I, the boys I would but say it's... this is the most boys like yeah yeah that invincible gets yeah when it comes to subject matter the way the characters talk to each other how they treat each other yeah um i would agree with that for sure we do see donald young donald mm-hmm. that's wild love we seeing young donald we don't donald. know whether he's pre or post cyborgification that's the question but, um, that's a good question that yeah is the question and by the way doc brown is sporting a hell of a beard like yeah oh yeah yeah a glorious looking beard um but the whole trouble with eve being a superhero is basically like doc brown got her away from the uh from the government so that she could live a normal life and her going out and like utilizing her powers is putting her back in the in the limelight here Uh um we do get a quick run in with our boy bolt of hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah but uh, yeah, we find he's out sporting a mustache. And a little, yeah. He's got a little, little, um, got a little Luke Cage yeah. mustache. Yeah, it's like I my favorite. Love it. Looking oh. real good. Wish he, he looks kept real it. good. Wish he kept it. That's all. Yeah. But so uh, Eve is lured into a trap by the other experiments. Uh, looking just the grossest. Looking <laughs> yeah. real freaking gross. This yeah. one guy who I will uh, I will refer to as Bieber um yep. just his like he's able to like re he's basically able to do like deadpool style like regeneration but it's like really gross looking oh, yeah, which yeah. i mean is funny considering deadpool's regeneration stuff has always been gross looking but this is like this is like really looking. gross body horror style yeah, yeah. it's yes. very cronenberg like Absolutely. these guys are all very cronenberg they're all very cronenberg this is a scanner sequel <laughs> this is a For scanner sure. sequel. <laughs> oh my is, god this is a scanner's prequel if anything <laughs> the worst one for me is when she like drops this pipe through his like through his oh, shoulder god. oh yeah, yeah and then his head just like turns Ooh. around and Ooh. then he like yeah like it heals Ugh. up and it's, uh, it's just gross so gross. he just turns his body around basically and uh yeah he just heals himself up and just heats up the the pipe and just breaks it in half um as yeah. he just reforms himself <laughs> it's just gnarly yeah. as hell yeah it's really it's very interesting yeah but i kind of like the one of the little characters that's like um that turns into like elements and stuff like that 
uh, like the first he's like a puff of smoke or something going after her, and then oh it, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and said said Deadpool kid throws that character at Adam yeah. Eve before before she before he like explodes or something yeah. like that. It's like oh gosh, this is this is frightening. Uh, but God. then ultimately they all expire. They all turn into like gas essentially. Uh, Eve outlasts them after getting her ass kicked a bunch. Um, her and Brit and uh, Doc Brown are reunited just in time to be picked up by Erickson and his stooges. Erickson, who brings them back to the government and brings shows them off back to the Pentagon, shows off that, the uh, worst fucking thing. Literally, the oh, worst yeah. thing. Can we talk ever. about this. Yes. So, okay. Okay. So, Malcolm, go. So to rewind real quick, my favorite beat in honestly probably in the entire volume. Uh, so when she meets Doc Brown. Uh, when Eve meets Doc Brown, realizes that he's creeping on her. He, she's like, all right, so why are you like this hobo guy? Like, he's living on the streets. He's been living on the streets ever since he saved her. Mm-hmm. So it's 12 years now that he's been living on the streets, keeping his jacket pristine. I love that. Oh, yeah. And there's a mm-hmm. there's a bit where she asks, like, so uh, she asked about her mom, like her birth mom. And he was like, oh, she was a lovely woman. You remind me of her a lot, quite actually. Uh, and she was like, so she was like your lab assistant or something. Is that where my science smarts come from? And there's a quick panel yeah, that is you're right. him as young Doc Brown talking to this homeless woman with red hair. And then the next panel is him like clearing up his tears. He's like, yeah, it was, it was something like that, um, which is heartbreaking. Such That's such an amazing, like, yeah. yes, that is unbelievable visual storytelling. So you immediately feel not only for him, but you feel for this woman too, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's only made worse by the time you get to the second chapter here, where we get back to the government and uh, Eve's talking about like, oh, like you guys killed my mom. And he's like, I, you think we killed your mom? Like, Eric's like, we, we didn't kill your mom. She's right here. And you see her in this birthing rig <sighs> where they have been like, that's where all the, the, you know, people that Eve just outlasted, that's where they all came from. They it's came not, from her body. It's hard because they've to look been at. using her body as a farm, if, which if is disgusting. It, it is one of the worst images I've ever seen in the comic. And you see like incision marks and like yeah. like all over her body. Like she looks like a Frankenstein. She looks like she, she was stitched back yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. she looks like a, a corpse. Yeah, like, she looks like a corpse, ooh. like connected to like the Matrix Ugh. in a in an incubation tank. It's yeah, just it's, yeah. it's so Matrix mixed awful. with like Immortan Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like it it is heartbreaking and disgusting, and that's why I didn't like. (laughs) Yeah, I. It's the worst thing ever. It's hard to look at, and like the fact that they kind of went in that direction, I'm not surprised. And it absolutely sells Erickson as this like complete, just like son of a. He's a crap. Yeah. Guy fucking sucks. I don't know. I don't know how to how to feel about it without getting like really like heated. Uh, yeah. Just it, it's it, like, oh, it's set me I don't off. Know if, it it's, set me off. It's like it's really right on that line of a step too far. Yeah. Um, with visual storytelling, but Erickson continues to be a dick when he shoots her, killing yeah. her, mm-hmm. and then shoots mm-hmm. Doc Brown and kills Doc Brown. Uh-huh. So in the span of like two pages, Erickson kills both of Adam Eve's real parents, and then Adam Eve goes fucking Phoenix Force on him, which is like, awesome, yeah. super cool. I thought because we had talked about it uh, last week, where uh-huh. Eve alludes to the fact that like I've used my powers on organic matter once before. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I have mental blocks placed in my brain. 
that usually doesn't allow me to, but in one moment I've used them before. And here's that moment. Here's that moment. And I was very much looking forward to seeing how that was going to be utilized. And I was surprised in a way because reading through this, I thought she was for sure going to revive Doc Brown. I thought for sure that she was going to revive Doc Brown, but instead Instead. she uses her power to completely wipe the brains of Erickson and his creepo scientist buddy. Yeah. So that they completely forget who she is. Um, And it's heartbreaking because she even mentions like, I could have used my powers to fix you. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that beat. Yeah. It's it is heartbreaking. Um, I think the visual metaphor of that last panel with the uh, with the snake going through her uh, her domino mask, mask. and the fact yeah. that her name is Adam Eve. Um, yeah, good symbolism cool. there. Yeah, yeah, it's that loss of innocence for her, and she's yeah. like she has to carry that going forward. Yeah, and I guess it does make sense that she's a different. She's portrayed differently after this. I guess like that right, that does true. honestly make a lot of sense. That's right. My 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 critique about the characterization might not be fair. No, I, I I do think it's fair, especially with some of the stuff that like happens later on. But I do think that there is a big shift for her in that. Yeah, scene. yeah. And she is definitely never the same after this. This is this is a definite different Adam Eve before before we meet her in the Invincible comics. Yeah, yeah. like she. So what could have been? Was, what could have been actually? Yeah. That that final look of her um, going home and like looking at her picture of like my family yeah. and changing it to oh I love her that actual family actual so family good. is so Excellent. good. Done. Um, if you look at her desk too, there's a couple of like um, there's a My Easter Little Easter Pony. There's a science dog and there's a I think it's Sam from Sam and uh, Sam and what's his face? It's the rabbit oh, with the yes, dog Sam detective. Flick. No, it's um, um, Sam and Max. Sam and Max? Max yeah. And Sam? yeah. I think Something I know like what you're that. talking about. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, They're it's detectives. A, yeah. yeah. It's a it's weird like a cartoon. Detective yeah. Something. It's a weird cartoon. But there's a little Sam bunny that's like off to the side of it that's like really kind of, oh, I, I didn't know you could get away with that. So um, There's also a, a little big guy as well, I think, behind true. the picture frame. That looks oh, like yeah. the big guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. They get away with a lot of stuff in the comics that we talk about this week. We'll talk about more that more But um, chapter three introduces us to a little Aladdin orphan boy who is as he goes through and steals some food. You know, just a little snack, guys. Street rat. He's riffraff. So he bumps into a scoundrel. And then uh, Scoundrel says, take that, takes his food, and he goes home. Um, And we find out that this little boy is uh, dealing with his own set of shitty parents. Uh, This is a bad parents book. This is a bad parents book. This is a tale of two bad parents, man. Mm -hmm. Two sets of bad parents that are just not good whatsoever. So this guy shows up. Both mainly fueled by the fathers, by the way. Have you noticed that? Absolutely. Yep. (laughs) You know why? Because men suck. Anyway. Men do suck. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. it's very true. TM. 
men are trash. Trademark. Men Trademark. are trash. Trademark. Men are trash. <laughs> so uh, the guy from earlier, the suit from earlier, you know, shows up at their house and he's like, hey, you know, I got a steak dinners for everybody. Look, I want your son and I'm willing to buy your son. <laughs> and you can see the shock on this little boy's face as his dad is like, Oh f- yeah, of course. You're gonna give for me a money. steak dinner? You could have done it for free. <laughs> yeah. And so this boy is this boy is taken in <laughs> by, this, by this uh by this strange benefactor in this very uh Xavier's gifted school looking mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And given this, you know, his little dorm room, which looks really nice. And he's like, these are going to be your accommodations. You're going to work for me now. And I'm going to train the shit out of you. And so yeah. we get, you know, this training for this kid. He's like learning. He's fighting. And so we get this next scene where we see the implants of whatever technology they used getting surgically implanted into him. And this is the origin story of your boy Rexplode. If we hadn't already said it, made it it, uh, obvious here. Uh, We find out this is the, by the way, the page after he gets his, you know, the The shooters. Super fucking cool. Yeah. Cause the, the, you know, automated whatever surgeon thing is just like all right these are how your powers work and like explaining them and i love the cue cards that he's holding up to show him how they work and in the fifth panel he's like now that's a lot of information for a little boy is everything clear and rex straight up just puts his hand on the guy on the uh robot's goggles and just lights his freaking head up so so cool (laughs) so cool and i'm gonna let you know i got it this this chapter specifically made me retrospectively more of a Rexplode fan. Yeah, this is the oh, yeah. coolest origin story. Like, this is super freaking cool. He's turned into like a black ops agent mm-hmm. with a sick looking costume. A great soldier looking costume. So cool. So it, great costume reminds me a lot of uh, Sandman. Yes, um, yes, not, yes, Sandman. Yes, not That's yeah. Exciting. I was gonna say not like not like um, Neil Gaiman, Sandman, but yeah. like yeah, like JSA Sandman. Sandman. It's very much that kind of mask, which is badass. Yeah. Um, but so so I have a question about this because he is an awesome like black ops badass military agent. He's he's basically like Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Or the Winter for this Soldier. series yeah. or the Winter Soldier. So where's those skills later? Where I are they? Th- I think because how many times is... do we get see him get his ass whooped? Well, that's I th- also. I think there is an explanation for that. Well, also, I was gonna say like a lot of the times he's facing super villains. Here, he's just facing regular security and and doing like espionage stuff and everything. So he's a little more fluid. Okay, into doing this. but even when he's fighting multiple. He still gets his ass kicked. Yeah, because and there's multiple, a multiple doesn't have superpowers. <laughs> but I also think it's, it's a difference of occupation because yeah. these are black ops. Get in, explode things, things get, out, get out, like infiltration yeah. missions. Where he's making that shift to being a public, like, oh, I got to fight everybody, like in broad daylight, could fuck with his like his order of operations, right. if you if you will. But okay. I, I do think that there is like a discrepancy there for sure. 
I was going to say, like, his costume reminded me of the spider from, oh, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from DC, where it's yes. just evil Spider-Man. Yes, that's sure. that's what Rock I was spider? getting it from. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hell yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, shit. you are absolutely right. Yeah, that's Good what, call. Thank you. It's exa- yes. That's what I thought of him as. And like, so, like, you know, it is a little discrepancy. Yes, later on when he's fighting super villains that he isn't as powerful and wherever that skill went Good from, call. like, disappear. But... But, but yeah, I think his strengths in, are definitely like in that, in that um, to to that point, a lot of these missions are, and we see it like multiple times. A lot of missions are infiltration, drop something off, and get out, and right? get yeah, get, get out or get rid of the uh, evidence. Yeah. yeah, it's not open combat, which is That's true. completely different than just like infiltration and having to defend yourself on your way out but again i absolutely agree that there is a bit of a discrepancy here and this like retroactively makes him way cooler to me it makes him way cool i love i love the touch of of the baseballs being kind of like his signature it's like i love oh my god when he's in the airport yes (laughs) like what's in there he's like uh big baseball fan like whatever the line yeah it's so sick And and i love the the storytelling the visual storytelling on this page too because like they mentioned like she said oh you're a big sports fan and he's like oh yes i support i support yeah. the hanshin tigers the hanshin tigers and she's like oh you should be careful some people you know influential people around here support the yomiuri giants and he's like i'll keep that in mind and then you see a bar that specifically has giants on giants its window on it? yeah. being yeah, it's detonated great so visual storytelling sick so sick this Great is like the best born movie i yes. like this chapter is like exactly what i wanted from a born prequel yeah like, give give me an entire season of this yeah yeah of, hell yeah. Like, I, just, yeah i'd watch that i'd watch the shit just out of this preteen rexplode like oh my doing God. black ops missions oh man like very I, very cool stuff like from the from him detonating that that building with the giants and everything like that he he goes in and he's just kicking everybody's asses but my favorite is the last three the last three panels of that page where he has like a human nose from one of the guys yeah. who's exploded <laughs> oh my god he's right on his head yeah. yes uh, yes and he do- doesn't even notice he just keeps like continuing on and and then he leaves and the, so, the, just as he's so leaving cool. that nose finally flies off of him as he's just yeah. like leaving away <laughs> just, and then also just so like him cool. opening Rexy up the doors baby. and being like elevator excellent choice and he grabs and he charges up the elevator cable so freaking cool yeah so freaking cool so good but we see as this is going on as time is going on that he's starting to have doubts again very jason Bourne, very um spy thriller mission impossible kind of deal yeah Mm -hmm. and his doubts are kind of brought to the surface when he comes across our boy kill cannon whose catchphrase is nothing can kill the cannon i guess yeah, that's <laughs> what he tells all the ladies, I'm sure. Oh, jeez. And then we get the I'm first sure. meet cute between Rex and Eve. And I I 100% think that Eve's costume should personally should have been changed to her current one here. Because I agree. Like this is just her her first costume without the domino mask. Right. Yeah. Um but it was to show that it was not much time has passed since the two of them kind of met but enough time has passed and that like she looks a good like 
year or two older. So, right. So, I mean, it's, it's right, at right. least a couple of years. And I think it's a weirder costume for someone in their teens than it is for someone who's 12. That's just very true. Good point. So they, you know, they meet, they have a little, you know, well to do with, uh, with a kill cannon, a tete a tete, if you will. <laughs> Olivier's not in here. As we can't Olivier, be using as French Olivier terms. Would say, as Olivier tete, would yeah. say. <laughs> oh, a tete a tete. Oh, jeez. Oh, Allons. <laughs> Allons-y. Oh. I am here with my reptiles. <laughs> um, we can't go one week without talking about Olivier. No, I mean, um, he's a staple at this point. He's he important. Is. He is. <laughs> Until yeah. he dies next month. Vo- oh, hey, I haven't read that volume yet. You can't say shit like that. You can't Wait, say what? shit like that. I now haven't read that volume. Now you don't know if I'm right or not. I don't, and it makes me really mad. Oh. I hate you. Um <laughs> But we're going to keep moving on. Um, They kick the shit out of Kill Cannon once again. This guy's a fucking loser. Kill Cannon is the Paste Pot Pete. How dare you besmirch Paste Pot Pete? Wait, now hang on on a second. How dare you? The Trapster? I realize realize how it sounds. Now, I like Paste Pot Pete, and I like Kill Cannon, but they both get their asses handed to them very easily. They're both the throwaway villains. Paste Pot Pete defeated Baron Zemo. I was going to say, it feels more okay. like Ultimate Spider-Man Shocker, kind of. That's what You I know feel. what? That's a, that's a good... Shocker that's a better in general? Comparison. Can we just yeah. say Shocker in general? in general? Okay, sure. Just yeah. the Shocker in general. Sure. Yeah. Sure, why not? But uh, I just Rex, like particularly that one. In, yeah, that's a good comparison. He is very much that. I do have to say, after they defeat Kill Cannon, this next page is very dense. Oh this, yeah. yeah, this page is like half word bubbles. Yeah, where like Rex spills the exposition to Eve. She is strangely cool with it, and she's just like, "Cool, I guess you should just come stay in my room tonight." Weird, just weird, 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 and weird. Think, this is that characterization stuff yeah, I'm talking about. I would it's not weird. trust. I would not trust a strange boy. Very, uh, very um, weird. Strange, I mean, like, probably smelly boy because he's a boy, so he's yes. probably smelly. Very smelly. <laughs> it's weird. Very, very smelly. We do get a little uh, little tease of Cecil, who is probably yep. still somewhat early on a, on the job. Tease of Cecil. Um, well, also the uh, the guy that that Rex used to work for was the old um, um, representative CEO of the, the Global director, Defense. Yeah. yeah, the old director of the Global Defense before Cecil. Uh-huh. So, so um, he has like. So he has that scar and everything from from that time. So this is definitely after the time, like you know, yeah. When we come to this point, it's like, oh yeah, this is this is after Cecil has taken over and everything like that. Also, sure. Cecil with a pipe, never seen that before. That's actually sounds about right. I like right it. Cool looking. I love I like it. it. I totally it. love it. <laughs> I wish he would smoke more. He, he takes all of his smoke breaks off panel. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a yeah. professional, <laughs> yeah. like a professional does. Looking at no, you, Wolverine. No, no smoking on yeah. the clock. Yeah, exactly. But Rex decides to not go through with the assassination attempt, which was his latest job to essentially blow up the DOD. And he packs up his stuff. He gets ready to leave. There's a cool little Easter egg in this page when he's trying to leave, where you see a photo of uh, his boss. Uh, I believe his name's Randolph. Radcliffe. 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 Radcliffe yeah. shaking hands with uh, the immortal. 
And we also get the reveal that uh, he knew Rex's dad. Rex uh-huh. used to be a subordinate of his. And so there is a lot of stuff you could assume from this. Um, it's very cool. I love how super spy this feels. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Rex has grown a conscience and he's like, look, I'm out of here. I'm done. Like, I'm getting out of here. And Radcliffe is having none of it. He's like, he gives him the biggest pimp slap I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, <laughs> true blood, too. It was like blood hard. from him. Yeah. Badass. Like, that is a backhand <laughs> for the ages. And badass. then he goes to pick him up, and Rex inadvertently charges up his glasses. You want to talk about so badass? Sick. So super sick, freaking dude. cool. He's like, wait, yeah. don't touch him. And then he, he goes to touch his glasses, and his boom. head goes boom. Like, yeah. oh my God. Like, this is closer to like the gore that we're used to seeing in Invincible. I was like, oh, oh, all right, no going back from here. Yeah. And Rex is just like nope. blood splattered. He goes and he like blows up the rest of the house. He's like, scorched earth, scorched earth approach. We're done here. Yeah, I'm all um, done. I'm leaving. Uh, so <laughs> no evidence sick. left behind. <laughs> and so he goes, he meets up with Eve again, lets her know everything that happened. And she's like, wait a second, like the government, like I know people in the government, they freaking suck. And we get the reveal that Erickson is on the scene to try and, you know, get anything that he can from this, uh, from the remains. Mm-hmm. And so we go to the final chapter where uh, Rex and Eve are, you know, doing a little, uh, little um, uh, stakeout watching, you know, the proceedings here. And Eve makes Rex's first costume, uh-huh. which feels, yeah. it looks almost like, uh, what is his name um, from the squadron Supreme? Uh, uh, with the wizards, no, <laughs> not it's the like wizard. Um, speed demon uh, or something. Speed, it's not speed demon. Speed demon's the other one. Um, the speeds are from the Squadron Supreme. Yeah, yeah, it's very it similar is, to that costume. Right. It looks a lot like um, what's uh the old Valiant hero who looks like Cyclops. Uh, he has like the visor like Cyclops. Oh, Nexus. not Cyclops. Yeah, not Cyclops. Yeah, he looks yeah. a lot like not Cyclops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. It's just a classic looking costume, and it's fucking yeah. perfect. Yeah, it looks very <laughs> Silver Age, which I like. It's, it's a perfect really costume. Does. He's got like a little it's bomb so good. as his symbol That's on his chest. That's exploding on his chest. It's My favorite so is his back. Sick. My favorite is the way he has on his back, which just, just says the word boom in a little, <laughs> in a little like uh, exclamation like place. So you know? sick, dude. Like, so what a Super great cool. costume. Yeah. And a great first costume, for sure seriously and so the two of them are able to uh more or less disable erickson before um ultimately blowing up well before we get to that erickson gets out a comically large gun like this is yeah this is iron man's super move from marvel versus capcom to yeah like, <laughs> big ass gun and who he, corners both he's of also them got, like he also got like two canisters with like hazard stickers on them, like nuclear hazard stickers on them next to them. Yep. I just, was just always wondering. I was like, "What the hell is that for?" Little nukes. What's that, what's that last? Little nukes. Is that you like? You don't want to know. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I don't and know. So it's just very dangerous. Rex <laughs> kind of gives this last stand here, and he, <laughs> I just, I want to read this real quick because it's like, he, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So Rex is cornered, and he's just, you know, Erickson wants to recruit him and bring him into the fold. He doesn't recognize Eve, which is important. Yes. And, um, Rex goes, let me tell you something, G-Man. I've had two dads so far, and they both <laughs> sucked. So you, your mom, and big brother can all go screw. I don't need you. All I need is my girlfriend. And Eve looks surprised as hell to be referred to as such. And Rex blows up the uh, the gas main, which blows up you know, the remains of the house. This huge explosion behind them. They have their first kiss, and uh, they're able to get away. And then who do they go to? Our boy, your friend and mine, Art Rosenbaum. Yeah. Art Rosenbaum, baby. Art Rosenbaum. finds him a fantastic costume. Uh, so, A, I think I like the other costume a little more than this one, weirdly yeah. enough. It's more B, classic. I think that this one with the weird, like, Magneto-style helmet, like, uh, the, oh, yeah. it's, it's the a little... cloth thing that goes over his face. I, I never realized that that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, Which me neither. Blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. me neither. And too. then he puts the goggles point. over it. Yeah. But it, but without the goggles, it looks like he looks like uh honestly, it looks like a Spartan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, true. It's very, very uh, it's very Harbinger. If, mm -hmm. if yeah. anyone's familiar yes. with the character oh, Harbinger on Infinite Earth, it's very Lila Michaels Harbinger. Yes, <laughs> excellent pull. Uh, excellent pull. The like. thing that I hate about this scene, though. Because I really, I like the progression in this, but there is such a big switch in this scene from, you know, PTSD, former Black Ops agent Rex into asshole Rex. Yeah. There isn't like a progression here. He just goes straight into like, oh man, like this costume's way better than fucking what Eve made for me costume she made fucking sucks and i'm just like <laughs> why are you being like this like because he's an asshole yeah yeah but he wasn't up to this point he and also really sudden, he, he also really doesn't he also really doesn't know how to regulate himself much because he was like a poor child raised by a government a, a government agent so like so how more how, how social skills could could have transferred I from guess, there but like we <laughs> didn't see any kind of the and this kind of like rudeness or bravado to Eve up until this scene. This point, yeah. Which feels, at least to me when I was reading it, it felt jarring, which was unfortunate because I do think that they have good chemistry in this story. And I like them. I actually like them together as, you know, having the, um, the context for both of them in right. this volume. But yeah, I, you know, we get this, you know, ending scene where um, Eve is like making him steak all the time. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is great. And he's just kind of devolved into the Rex that we know at the beginning of the yeah. series. Which uh -huh. sucks because I think the which Rex sucks. before this is cooler, yeah. is much yes. cooler than the Rex. I completely agree. So when you talk about, you know, a, a certain like cognitive dissonance between like how the character is written and how they're written here this is where I feel it is between, you know, the versions of Rex that we get. Uh, we do get a nice little moment where Rex goes to basically kill his parents for giving him up all those years ago. And then he finds out, Oh, they've got a whole new family without him. Uh-huh. Incredibly mm -hmm. sad. Mm -hmm. Incredibly sad. I still um, would have killed him. 
Jesus. <laughs> there were yeah. two I'm children. Just, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. But no, at the same sure. time, also, get them alone. Also, kill them, kill them nah, without the kids. No, no. The, the, then the kids will exact revenge. And yeah, it's I'm true. Not deal with That's that, what comics so. do, man. It's it, a vicious it, cycle. Yeah, unfortunately. But the way to stop that is just no evidence left behind. Is no evidence left behind? You know yeah. what? Take a, I don't like what you're saying, but I love what you're saying. I'm just, I'm just saying, like out of spite and after everything that that if that was me, I would have been like. Yeah, whatever. Throw I'm that feeling very ball. uncomfortable by this. <laughs> Glorious purpose. Glorious, Glorious purpose. purpose. Glorious purpose. Um, That's how you justify anything now. Glorious exactly. Purpose. Glorious it purpose. wraps up with a nice little uh, beginning of a battle between Eve and Rex, who are now evolved into the versions that we meet at the beginning of Invincible against yeah. Hydra. Uh, <laughs> I think you mean the Wait, Serpent Society. I, yeah, <laughs> right. The Serpent Society. Uh, the Lizard League, I believe that's what it's called. I'm sorry. I just got scratched like three times here. I, I disagree here. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Hydra. Nah, I'm pretty saying it's the, the Serpent Society. It's the Reptilian Republic. Is oh, you know what? Called. I was wrong. I read that wrong. It's actually Cobra from DC. Ah, Cobra! <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we do get this nice little like couple page backup, which I really dig. This is my favorite. This is my favorite part of the So the backups are Why Invincible Isn't in This Comic starring Omni-Man. The second one's good, but the first one is perfect. The first one's so perfect. Because it's one page. And it's just like, you know, Omni-Man coming home from like a day of crime fighting. And, you know, Mark's just like, hey, you know, we're going to the batting cage this weekend. And he's like that's the plan son did you get your powers yet he's like nope he's like okay i'm getting <laughs> okay i'm gonna go get dressed for dinner and he just leaves and, and like, then that's it that's it <laughs> that's it and <laughs> so freaking good the second one has him going up against these molten men uh pre-meeting doc seismic so they are uh mm-hmm. not not very efficient and so Omni-Man just like rips through all of them and at a certain at the end he just goes oh, man I hope Mark gets his power soon <laughs> like that's it the end like, so, good. so funny I love it it's so funny I forgot about those issues <laughs> and so that wraps up uh, Invincible presents overall quick thoughts and maybe a favorite moment uh, Jacob will go with you first Um, it's in the Adam Eve portion it's when she sort of kind of not really defeats her brothers and sisters it's where they after have been exposed to the air and out of the tube for so long they just start to dissipate and dissolve and they like that was the thing it's like the brother just says like uh do this and then to die no good out of the tube not for long at least no matter they don't care about us now now they have you Goodbye, Eve. And they just melt. It was nice to meet you. And they just melt. And Eve is just standing there, blood-ridden and like crying, going, I, I guess I won. Ray. <laughs> it's it's honestly the it was for me the saddest point of this entire yeah. first part of this comic. It's it, messed up. It Super really messed is messed up. up. And then uh, I guess for and then for like Rex, it was pretty much the I I want to say the beginning issue which is like the the espionage like story of him like going into places and just doing 
all these badass things. I it's it's the it's the part where like he gets the nose stuck on his head for like a good portion yeah. uh, for a while was just like my favorite part of this. Again, messed up. Yeah, super just, messed up. Just uh, yeah, this these these it's a little jarring for these two comics, but um, to to be included in this universe. But at the same time, it's it's nice to have this necessary tie-in to to understand these characters a little bit more. Um, that we both love. It For wasn't, sure. it isn't essentially uh, like Adam, I would have loved him more, but Rex wasn't really essentially kind of what I interested in knowing, but I was so glad I did when, mm. when I read this, when I actually read his story. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. These are take your chance. And also, you know, the two Omni Man issues at the end, it's like are just cherry and whipped cream and sprinkles on top of everything <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. Malcolm? It's just so good uh favorite moment in so i'll do both favorite moment in the rex one it's obviously just him doing the cool black ops shit yeah i that's think awesome, we can all man. agree on that yeah. for that's sure. so tight mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then yeah i talked about it earlier but my favorite moment in the adam eve bit was uh uh her asking doc brown about her mom and uh you get that just that that art uh moment there of just you know the panel of him talking to the homeless woman and then the next panel of him wiping his eyes you know like because he's getting emotional remembering how he ruined her life uh yeah. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing like it, it's it's it, it's a beautifully layered sequence in like three panels and it's wonderfully done yeah yeah absolutely agree i think the the book as a whole is good um, yeah. I still agree with you guys that it's not like great. It doesn't, I think, one to one fit into the tone or the characters that are presented in the original uh, or the mainline series. But yeah. I think it's a good read overall. It's My a good read. Parts, it's worth reading for sure. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite parts, like you guys, the Rex stuff, like just all the espionage stuff, running around as the spider. I think really is is peak Rex, and I would love to learn more about his time during that period of his life uh for the eve stuff it's actually it's her first run-in with kill cannon i just really dig it's super good that she's just like oh i guess he's my i guess he's my like arch enemy or whatever yeah (laughs) and she like is so dismissive of him and he's just like i'm kill cannon so (laughs) the fact that this guy's always been a joke yeah yeah always ever since she was like a little girl i really really dig that that's pretty fun but we now move to part two. Here we of go. This here oh, we go. Man. The main freaking event, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Man. Here we go. Robert oh, yeah. Kirkman and Mark Englert's Capes. Guys, Capes was really good. Capes was... is fucking rad. <laughs> rad as hell. Um, so Malcolm was kind enough to do it the first time, so I'll do the uh, credits here. Uh mm for this one so uh writer and letterer or writer as well as letterer for chapters one through three is robert kirkman uh penciler inker and colorist goes to mark englert and letterer for chapter four specifically was russ wooten 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 um this god this comic man so this was pretty awesome. This is um, great. Yeah. Did you both read the forward and like the back material in this? I yes. I, re- I haven't uh, I haven't read the back material, but I um, but I did see a little bit of it. Like I was refreshed, refreshing myself while we were like preparing ourselves for this. Well, for us I, and I for the they, listeners, yeah. Malcolm. Uh, so it. the so the forward talks. To, it's it's Robert Kirkman. 
Uh, and the forward is uh, written. It wasn't supposed to be this way. It just says, hey, <laughs> yeah. it's me, Robert Kirkman. <laughs> hey, it's me, Robert Kirkman. Uh, and he's <laughs> talking about how Capes was going to be a comic that he did. He first developed Capes as a wrestling comic. Hell About yeah. these wrestlers. In the late uh, 90s during the, in the late 90s, era. Which is super interesting that he was going to write and draw. And then he adjusted it to be superheroes. And he got my, Mark Englart. Uh, who he who, found on an online forum. For yeah. for uh, Eric Larson, which makes a lot of sense because this is very diet Eric Larson art. Yes, yes. And my absolutely. if I have one negative about this book, it's the art. I don't Fair. love the art. Yes, I, I don't. Ag- I agree with that because I totally it's very agree. diet Eric Larson. I, I wish it was just Eric Larson or somebody else. I just don't like the sketchy. I don't like the pencil sketch kind of feel of yeah. his artwork. It feels just, very unfinished. Feels like, very. It, very Frank Miller. I don't like. Yes, it. it's, it's very, very Frank, Frank Miller, and I it's it's better skilled Frank Miller, but it's still Klaus but, Jansen as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, for yeah, sure. It, it just it just is not finished. That's what it, it does look good, but a lot of times when it yeah. doesn't. A lot of times oh, also, it doesn't. Also, well, mo- uh, the main issue I have with it is just like once in a while there's a panel that I'm like I have no idea what's going on in this panel. What what is happening? Yep. Is he grabbing yeah. onto his arm? I can't or is tell. He yeah, that's like, I can't tell exactly away? what Yeah, there's a Which lot is of a moments. real bummer. Yeah, and maybe that's one of the reasons that it didn't go quite so well. as Kirkman was hoping for. That's yeah. the interesting thing is that like in the forward he talks about like how you know the book didn't do what I thought it was going to. We wound up having it's a good thing we only announced as a three issue thing because you know no one bought it. And I think that's due to the covers and the covers having word balloons. I was like, it's not the covers, homeboy. It's the art. (laughs) It's 100% the art. art. I think the covers are actually pretty good. And I think the art works on the covers. Yes. Yes. Like, I think that works only for the covers. It doesn't work for the interior. No, no. Um, But yeah, the the forward was an interesting thing to read. Um, First, I think with every one of these that we talk about, we have to talk about the cover because the cover for the first issue is so good. Of uh, Kid Thor, very Our boy prominently. Kid Thor, fighting Titan, fighting Titan, Titan, uh, knockout, and he's saying a little help, please. And then you see Bolt on a oh, park right. bench behind him, oh, yeah, right. saying, "No can do, pal. I've got ten minutes left on my break." As he's looking <laughs> at the watch on his arm, because they're corporate superheroes, and yeah. it's such a good idea. So good. <laughs> So I love good. every time I first off, I am Bolt. Like that would be me because <laughs> yeah. I would totally be the superhero who has the family at home, goes off to work, drives to work, always gets his cape caught in the door. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll get in trouble like before actually clocking in and be like, yeah, I got to fill out those forms because I want to work an extra half hour today. Like, <laughs> I would totally be that guy. It's amazing. Like, that's the most relatable superhero I've ever seen in my life, man. That man knows what he's about. He knows that he needs to get paid. He knows exactly what he's about. And a lot of what this first issue does, we're not going to go beat by beat for this one like we have for the other ones, just um, just for time's sake. But, like, the story that this first chapter has is very much like establishing the world establishing the idea of capes incorporated introducing us to the greatest hero in the multiverse kid thor kid thor baby is kid thor's day one it's kid thor's first day 
when I was reading this, I was like, oh, Eric's going to be so excited. It's Kid I'm Thor's so first day. Man. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm growing with Kid Thor. This is my this boy is, forever. This is the Kid Thor show. Like, and he's the standout. He has, he's got his cinder block on the broomstick. He's got a little little bit of accoutrements on the broomstick now. It looks Love less it. broomsticky. Yeah. Um, but they meet Captain Capitalism, who is the worst. Who's still kind of a big dick. But like more so here because we got like little glimpse and snippets of it in the in the main Invincible comic. He's yeah. legitimately a bad person. Like he's just a bad dude. He just kind of sucks. He's a misogynist. He's oh my god. The like, bit later, I I mean not to jump ahead, but the bit later when he's at Bolt's house. Oh my god, Bolt's, it's bad. Bolt's wife is like, it's oh, bad. don't forget you got to do the dishes, and he's like, oh my god, you do the dishes. That's what the woman's for. Why are you doing the dishes, my man? You gotta keep your manhood. Like, it's but the, the worst, worst part of that is Ugh. that, like, when she comes out and he drops the line, he's like, "You're a slave in your own. You're home. a slave in your own home." Ooh. Oh my god! I want to punch his lights. Oh up. my god! Like, I wanted to knock out. Dude, him. read the room, man. Like, Jesus, Jesus Christ! It is. He's bad, but it. I think we've all kind of had that boss who's yes. just a bad person. Yes. And so, like, it again feels relatable. It feels like a lived in world. And mm-hmm. I love the glimpses of these different characters. Night Night is great. Night Night is Night-Night. great. Uh, we get the Meteor Twins. We Something that I didn't pick up earlier was Holy Water. Yeah, who looks like Iceman yeah. until you yeah. realize he is wearing a pastor's yeah uniform. Yeah, that it's, I just it's so good. I didn't pick up on that until like four four par- chapters in. And yeah, it was such a great little reveal. But we do get the um, we find out more about Capes Incorporated. We find out what their deal is. They are basically just cops, mm-hmm. and. It's, you know, a corporate situation. It's headed by Big Brain, who is a former hero. Very mm-hmm. Charles Xavier style. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the inciting incident for this comic is the return of Captain Cosmic, who is Which basically is cool. Superman. Yeah. It's not, it's not even like That's, they don't even yeah. try. It is blatantly Superman. Yeah. It's blatantly like mullet Superman. Superman. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know what I'm just realizing? Captain Capitalism. Uh, he's just J. Jonah Jameson. He absolutely is. He's J. Jonah Jameson if he got superpowers. He literally is just the character of J. Jonah Jameson. Because I, I recognize the look of being J. Jonah Jameson. But of course. Like he, he is actually just that character. And of course, J. And J. That makes Jonah sense. Jameson would be a character called Captain Capitalism. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So the return of Captain Cosmic is worrying for some people because yeah. the last time that he was seen was 20 years ago fighting someone called the chronodile love it love Just it this giant egyptian pharaoh alligator man it's alligator kang it's alligator <laughs> kang mixed with a little bit of en sabanur yeah you know, and i love it it is this giant chronodile. just this, so weird yeah it <laughs> It disappeared 20 years ago along with Captain Cosmic. And so everyone's like, oh, he was just thrown forward in time. Oh, no. Oh, no. Chronodile's coming back. Chronodile must be coming back, too. Yeah. But we don't have time for that because we need to meet Knockout. 
Knockout is knockout. the best. Let's freaking talk about this because Knock it's basically is the best. It's basically Wildcat. And I it's Wildcat that. and Black because Canary love, put together. Yeah. It's I love it's two of my favorite characters put into one. Yes. Um, she's the best. Kid Thor is <laughs> yes. immediately smitten with her, right? Yeah. He is just like, I just I need that. Yeah, and we need that in my life. Yeah, one of the things that I really love about the two of them is she is not impressed by him. Nope. But she is impressed by what he represents. We get we get the origin of Kid Thor in this issue, which again makes me freaking happy as hell. We're we're gonna jump ahead real quick, but that's the best part of the whole book is that date. Yeah. That, that date, date is the best part of the whole book. Super freaking good. And so, so, so good. So we get a little backstory about why Kid Thor has Mjolnir seemingly uh, way, way back in the time of Vikings and Norse gods. Uh, Thor, because Norse Thor is more of a meathead than Marvel Thor, loses Mjolnir yep. in a fight, just loses it. Yeah. And so they went to this blacksmith who is an ancestor of Kid Thor who fashioned him a new hammer. Just mm-hmm. made him a new hammer that he used up until he found the original Mjolnir upon which time he gives the uh, second Mjolnir back to Kid Thor's ancestor. And we find out that Kid Thor is a legacy character. Love and it. I freaking yes. love that. If I didn't love Kid love Thor it. before, I love him now. <laughs> Thor, first off, were... Thor man. Thor man. That yeah. there was a Thor man is so yeah. good. But there was also a cowboy Thor and a pirate yeah. Thor. Pirate. It's so freaking tight. And the dude. Golden Age Thor mm-hmm. man. Thor man. So, so freaking cool. And so we get, you know, we get a little tease here. Uh, we get. I forgot he was our like little. Uh, uh, I forgot he was like our little, you know, our relative character that's introduced to this world and everything yeah. like that. Like our, yeah. our POV totally learning about everybody. Kid Thor yeah. was our POV. Yeah, exactly. We we got like a little tease amazing. of uh, Titan and Machine Head doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Because Machine Head's the worst. Machine um, Head's the worst. And Kid Thor mm-hmm. absolutely bodies Titan. Just KOs this guy. Like one hit with the hammer. Like, right in the out gut. Out. And takes himself off, and he's done. Yep, one hit. Kid Thor, most powerful character in the Invincible Universe. Hell yeah! And Bolt's just like, damn, not bad, kid. Like, (laughs) yes, like, I love it. Uh, We do get little introductions to other people around the office, like Clairvoyance, who is just (laughs) this sex pot character. I think it's super interesting that she has uh, a very Bond name. Yes. And she is very much portrayed like, uh, unfortunately, most of the, quote, Bond girls. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. That, yeah. that scene where she goes to the Meteor Twins is like, I was talking to both of you guys. Yeah, like, she's oh. like, oh, like, hey. Like, trying to proposition one of the Meteor Twins. <laughs> and he's just like, look, like, I can't be away from this other guy. I'm, for, you know, yeah, like we have to be near each other, or else we're gonna like depower. And she's like, "Oh, I was talking to both of you." And it's like, <laughs> mm. wild. Mm. Well, that 
also wild. like good god the the second shot the, the second panel that has her like it's just yeah. a close-up of her whole body her and body. Her, she just yeah and, and just like you could bear and, and like they like, drew it but like a little revealing of like it might be a little cold in that office building a little bit just and enough. some of the poses it's, that she makes it's like come on is like, gross yeah. that's a bad thing another bad thing about the art too it's not even attractive it's gross. Like she looks yeah. gross. Her her torso I, I is know. like pushed in on one side and like mm-hmm. out on the other. She's just, <sighs> it's yucky. Too, it's almost bottlenecky, you know. It's like yeah. Weird. It's, it's weird. like a melted bottleneck, you know. Also, something that I love about this is that we get a lot of the superhero tropes that are just like the rest of the Invincible comic, kind of turned on their head. Like, we get this mysterious character who is swearing vengeance on Bolt. But over oh, the yeah. course of, like, a chance meeting, he meets this birdwatcher girl and they fall in love. And, like, that's the end of the story for them. Like, uh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Like, I think it's, that's so it interesting no every sense. time we check in with them. It's just, it's so next time, Bolt. Next it's like, time. And, like, so we get... In backstory, we find out that the Meteor Twins alongside uh, Big Brain. And is that Allie G? It, that's the thing. So that's the yeah. Allie G, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's, I was going to tell you. Allie G. Like, I was going to tell. I was going to ask you guys. If, what is, is he doing Allie here? <laughs> I think, Can uh, anyone I think tell me what he's doing here? It was he's... really popular in the time when this was being done. So, you know, the show was going on at the time. So Did I'm Robert Kirkman owe him a favor? Like, I'm... It's just I'm weird. guessing he was a fan of the show, you know? I think it was just a fan of the show. Of what and show? The Allie- it was oh, the LG show. show. I thought you were talking about Allie <laughs> being a fan of Kirkman. No, I was no. like, oh, oh yeah. There wasn't anything. Yeah. You know Allie G's a time traveler, right? Like, you know. You're right. Yeah. That's Speaking right. of time travel, though, there's this really fun scene between Captain Capitalism and Captain Cosmic where he's discussing, like, back pay. Oh, yeah. And- and Captain yes. Capitalism is just like, look, man, I get it. Like he and he says, look, the fact is, you were thrown forward through time. One minute you're there, the next Sox, minute you're dude. here. I know you're looking for dimensional displacement money, but this is much closer to a resurrection. Like they have like corporate uh, yeah. precedence for this. red tape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The like, tape for no all protocol this. Protocol for being thrown forward in time, bro. Like I'm sorry. There's no He's like, the closest thing we can when get you're trapped in another is, dimension, is you're working. You're there doing yeah. something. You're there you doing work, that so you get the back payment you are entitled to. This is it's basically like, like paying you for sleeping. That's yeah. <laughs> and he says, just between you and me, oh, if we man. paid out everyone who came back from the dead, we'd be broke. Like, I love that. I absolutely love that. What an ass. What an yeah. absolute ass. Uh, we do get <laughs> you know we do get the tease from the first time we meet capes with um oh what is his name um the uh, doc cancer doc cancer oh, yeah. and his wife doc cancer holly like yeah the first yes. time we meet them they're tussling because captain capitalism is dating holly and we see uh-huh. the origin of that whole scene of yep that starting which is yeah. really really cool um and we get you know more info i just got to another page where uh where clairvoyance is propositioning cosmic or captain cosmic. captain cosmic yeah it's just like yeah, she like walks cosmic. up she's like hey and then like throws herself against a wall 
like throws herself <laughs> against the wall. She's like, "Hey," it's weird. and I'm like, "Why?" She's just a honeypot, and it's weird. I'm like, "Why? Why are yeah. you like this?" And so we get, um, we finally, you know, let's get to it. We get that date. The best part of this comic. I mean, it's literally just the best scene in the comic. It's it's so good. Kid Thor is on a date with Knockout. Knockout, you know, tells Kid Thor that his grandfather is the reason that she's a superhero. Um, I also love the little homage to Dark Knight Returns in this. Oh, love that panel. See, and that's the best looking panel in the book. And that's a problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, a problem. Huge bro. problem, man. That's not like, good. Like I can't tell like that much. panel's gorgeous it, it's yeah. so good it's great it's just it's just uh we also I... do get the uh the elephant in the room being addressed because when she shows up to when not, for those of you who haven't read this comic first of all what are you doing go read caves go read Second caves of all, so good. knock out alongside her you know her uh boxing clubs is known for having ridiculously large breasts like obscenely large breasts and like when they come to the date she seemingly doesn't have such enlarged breasts and kid thor is like trying to be really like delicate about asking about it and she reveals that they're not real she wears them for endorsements because Mm -hmm. you know someone some i'm sure some image consultant was like hey you should try this and she tried it for a week she got endorsements she got a pay raise like immediately disgusting it's very it's very bought from the yes that felt very like it is very much that um which is an interesting thing yeah and she's not like but she's not bothered by it which is the weirdest thing yeah uh we do get it's just business yeah exactly we get this you know climactic fight from this nazi machine that kills one of the meteor twins Yes. Um, and we get this incredible reveal that Big Brain was behind this whole thing and that he staged the formation of Capes Incorporated, or at least the incident that put them on the map. And now he's going to do it again because Capes Incorporated is falling behind. They've suffered budget cuts. And now he is going to become a villain so that they can have someone to fight. Really cool reveal. I wish it hadn't been done in three issues. Yes. Yep. I wish yes. we had gotten, you know, like 20 issues to be like, right. oh shit, here's the reveal. Right. Yeah. To find out that Cecil is the bad guy. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, three issues is not even like, you see Big Brain like twice beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't really it see sucks. him that much. You see him a couple of times. So you don't get the impact of that at all. Yeah, yeah, you just see him as pretty much Charles Xavier in charge of everything. And then he's exactly. just like, oh, I've been pulling the strings the whole time. And you're right. like, what? It's like, Char- what? Charles in charge. Charles, Charles in charge. In charge. Da, 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 da. So with uh, with chapters four through six, these were actually from what I read in the foreword. These were backups that were yes. at least a couple of years later because they referenced stuff that, you know, happened a while after this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these these were backups in Invincible, um, Correct. which if you're reading Invincible digitally, you'll get a little slice of this on one of the issues because some of them didn't translate properly some of them did so yeah it's weird love that it's, it's weird yeah, yeah. why not but we exactly. see that kid thor and knockout are in a very good relationship they just moved uh-huh. in together they're 
already having doubts, but the two of them are seemingly very doing very well. Yeah. You know, they, they've grown up quickly. Uh, Bolt is, you know, living his best uh, Frozone life. Looking for That's the cape. thing. He's Frozone, man. Like He's basically Frozone. Yeah. Um, and I like that since he's like, oh, man, I'm late. I got to call him to come pick me up. We get like this shot of Captain Cosmic just carrying or holding uh, Bolt by the hand and taking him to work. Really, really cool. Just and, and the stuff. car also, and he's like, "You didn't have to bring yeah. the car." He's like, "He's not always gonna take you home." Like, yeah, I'm busy, dude. Like, like I got, I, I got places to be. I got places to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do also get to see the uh, the facade of um, Captain Capitalism's, you know, macho bravado, and you know, all of his bad tendencies slowly starting to melt away due to his yes. burgeoning relationship with Holly, which is healthy great. relationship with Holly. Yeah. It's healthy. And I yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of the opposite of that, an unhealthy relationship has clairvoyance and her husband. Yeah. It's yeah. He's what Miss the American yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I think it's the American. Yeah. But the American like, something. They're gross. Yeah. They're gross. He's gross. She's gross. They're gross together. Listen, there is nothing wrong with thruples. I just think that they do it in a really weird, shifty way. They absolutely do it in a weird, shifty way. Like, just be upfront about it. My name is Malcolm Russell Nelson, and there is nothing wrong with thruples. Someone well, clip thank, that. Thank you. Th- th- thanks uh, for coming to my TikTok. <laughs> thanks for and coming so to my TikTok. We... <laughs> And so we uh, we we oh find God. our our boy Holy Water along Holy with Water. Um, Hawaiian Ice. I just Hell yes love yes. It. They're Hell out of patrol yeah. when oh, oh shit man. the Cronodile's back. Uh-huh. Cronodile's back. He's about to wreak havoc. We get this really fun little um, old school flashback that shows that Omni Man was there in the original Cronodile fight and helped to defeat him. Which is him. cool. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I it's love so like that. But Cronodile is okay. back and he is wreaking havoc once again. Uh, last time, half of Capes Incorporated was murdered during you know during the mm-hmm. battle with him, and it's not looking much better this time around. No, um, got a brutal this, fight coming up. There is this great moment, and I know I do it with every every episode so far. I'm thinking of making it a bit. But I was listening to music while reading this comic, right? And um, right at the moment where Chronodile's like, you know, the modern gods, these superheroes, they're the only thing that poses even a fraction of a threat to me. Where are they? And then he turns, you know, facing the reader out panel, and he's like, ah, at last. And at that exact moment, Credence Clearwater Revival. Comes <laughs> and we get some fortunate oh, sun and i was like i let's oh, fucking go because all of the heroes are coming in in comes the cavalry and it's it's that you know fucking like like just very much like that hype moment where everybody's like oh man here they come but at the yeah, same time, on the ground level, we see Bolt, Knockout, and Kid Thor trying to deal with the crowd, which yeah. I just, I really dig. I really dig stuff like that where it's showing different perspectives. Yeah, I love that. And speaking of perspectives, there's this double page spread where uh, Chronodile is just friggin' killing people. 
Yeah. Like just murdering these heroes left and right. Well, hold on a second. We got to give special tribute to the best panel in this page. Panel two. Where I Super don't know ball. this character's name. Super, Super ball. ball. That's Super Ball. That is his name. Super Ball. Where he's he's shooting Super balls ball. out of the little pea shooter on his arm. He says, "Let's see how you like a face full of balls." Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's between <laughs> that and the second, the last panel, which features my favorite brotherly love. Brotherly, brotherly love. love. Which he's shooting hearts. Brotherly out of his love. Hands. That's right. I forgot. And I fucking yeah, yeah. love that. That's badass. And are we going to talk about knockoff Spider-Man right next Spider-Man to Spider-Man with the bazooka? Yeah. Called Webmaster? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just Webmaster. the worst. Um, There's a lot going on here. Freaking the American gets eaten. And Clairvoyant um, is clairvoyant is shook. Yeah. She's, She's like very shook. Uh, Blade gets killed. Gets his head Blade popped gets, off. Blade stabs him in the eye, draws first blood, and then just gets yeah. popped like a cherry. Yeah. It it's sick. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Um, oh, so that's just Blade. Yeah, it's straight up Blade. That's like, just they Blade. never name him. Like it's just Blade. It's, it's just Blade. Wesley Snipes. And so, um, it's just Blade. One of it's the remaining Meteor Twin consumes the ashes of his brother or his. It's not technically his brother's his childhood friend. Semantics, but yeah. like he unlocks the secrets to the universe and becomes Meteor Master. As soon as I saw the jar of ashes, I was like, he's going to have to eat that. Yeah. He's going to have to eat that. And that that page is so good of him dropping the ashes. and like, ah, ah, wait, I have power now. The two must become one. <laughs> and he just downs this urn. It's so funny. <laughs> and so he essentially goes full Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Like, ends yeah. up absolutely murdering chronodile and then everyone's like all right great job boss because following uh big brain leaving the remaining meteor twin because he had seniority was made the leader Mm -hmm. and he's they're like all right so we're gonna start doing this and he's like why are you telling me and they're like well you're our boss he's just like no that was like the old guy like i am way more important than this i'm way more important than all of you in fact and then he just leaves yeah Goes kind of the universe, like straight cool. up Very uh, Justice League Unlimited Amazo or Silver Surfer in that way. Uh, see, so I saw this page of him flying in yeah, space, yeah. and the way that there's the twinkle of the sun on the Earth, mm-hmm. it made me think very specifically of the end of Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Nice, <laughs> where, uh, yeah. where they fend yeah, off yeah. the Spock like the burial torpedo, Good and it goes like over yeah. the planet. And you have the twinkle of the sun as uh, Scotty playing uh, uh, Amazing Grace on bagpipes is playing. Mm-hmm. It's very much <laughs> that. It's so weird, but I love it. So good. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so then the we get the aftermath of this, which, like most big battles, is a funeral. And we get the first appearance in this comic of Invincible. Invincible wow. and Adam Eve and Rex yeah. All of it's the Doc people, Savage. It's oh, wait, that's right. And we see, yeah. And so we see, like, it's all of the people on the left side are like the people too good to be in this comic normally, and all the people yep. on the right side are our, our main players. Yep. Alongside yeah. just a dashing photo of Whistley Snipes' blade. Yep. Um, just also real quick, the again to point out how bad the artwork is in. Yeah, this is rough. Invincible looks. Invincible off. looks sixty-five <laughs> he looks years like, old. Yeah. This, he looks like an alien. 
He looks yeah. Yeah, he looks yeah. like he's old and and he's bug eyed. You know, he looks just older like, than Brit. It's just who is yes, directly yes, underneath him, panel wise. He does look older than Brit. You're right, <laughs> and that's really unfortunate. Which made me go like think. I was like, wait, is this in the future? Oh wait, oh wait, no, that's just that's just a terrible drawing. Oh yeah. man, yeah. the art is very good. rough. That's, it's that's very rough. Yeah. Um, so we get yeah. you know this nice little like you know. F- Final couple of scenes, knockouts visiting Kid Thor in the hospital. He had his leg absolutely gouged. And so he's recovering. Uh, Captain Capitalism is, you know, bearing his soul to Holly while she is asleep. And then he gets this last like conversation Mm -hmm. with Big Brain, who has returned for the first time since issue or chapter three. And he basically tells him like, hey, you're, you know, in charge of capes now and you're going to be answering to me, essentially. And he's like, you don't have a choice. I can, you know, override your mind anytime I want, but you're, but I'm not going to have to because you're going to follow everything I say. And then he just flies off. And it's like, just when we get that character development for Captain Capitalism. Yeah. He gets taken away. Yeah. Yeah. Super good writing. Really, really dig that. And something that because there's no more of capes, that's never followed up on. So every time you see capes, show up in invincible now you're gonna think oh wow so they're coming from big brain like yeah big brain's behind the scenes here and that's a wild thing yeah Mm -hmm. so and and i'm excited to see how that influences anytime they show up in invincible going forward yeah but the final panel of this is uh once again bolt getting you know picked up by captain cosmic on the way to work um very cool very cool stuff Overall, I freaking loved this book, guys. That was great, man. Capes was fantastic. Yes. And it makes me sad that this is all we're getting of it. Because this is something that in today's landscape of superhero media, you could easily adapt. We talked about this off mic earlier, but like this would be the easiest thing to make into a live action superhero show. Especially if you center it around just the lives of these characters in between the big fights. Easiest thing in the world. You can do it on the lowest budget you need. Like, super easy. There was a very good show a few years ago on NBC called Powerless. That took place in the DC Universe. Yes. That was a lot of fun. Yes. Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Vanessa uh, Hudgens. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's his face? Who was I Ahmed? think Danny Pudi. Yeah, yes, Danny was. Pudi was there. Uh, Great John, show. Ron Funches. And, yes, uh, Funches. And Great show. The Funch. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a great show. It was great so show. funny. It, that is exactly what this felt like to me. It, yeah. yeah. This felt a lot like that. Yeah. Exactly. Just uh, with superpowers. Also, yep. also for all of you uh, fans out there, that was also the last appearance of Adam West in that show. So, uh, yes. Oh, yes, that's yeah. the last acting thing that he did. Yes, but yeah, I think if you took this playing, concept, playing Bruce Wayne's uncle, I yeah. think, or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Even if you didn't like, but but the but but regardless, this yeah. Even even if you didn't adapt it straight from this um, from this storyline, if yeah. you just pitch it as, look, it's superheroes mixed with Brooklyn Nine-Nine and a little bit of Scrubs, and you, like, just throw yeah. that in, like, yeah. license to print money. Yeah. Like, you could really, really make something out of this. Dan sure should do superheroes. Yeah, huh. man. That's yes. an interesting idea. 
That's an interesting idea. And I think it would just as making it just kind of like a procedural, just like people like, okay, we got to deal with the wacky stuff that's going on here and like getting to the lives of these yeah. characters. But we got to clock out before five. Got to clock out before five. Like, I want to see the scene where it's like they clock out and at 501, we get red skies. It's crisis time. And you just it's go, like, oh, man, that sounds like a night shift problem. Yeah. And you like leave. That's, that's such a good beat in this when the prison like explodes and they're yeah. seeing the news report. And like, oh, man. Well, hope the night shift gets all of them so we don't have to deal with it in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, mm, I already clocked yeah. out. Yeah. yeah sorry it's about that. So guys. good. I love it. Super cool. I love the idea behind this. I think this is something that deserves to be revisited yeah. at some point. If they, sure. if people want a sequel series to Invincible, and again, I don't know how it ends. All of Capes could be killed by the end of Invincible. I don't know. But like, if people want to revisit Invincible when it comes to the comics, like make a second, make a Capes. Yeah. Set in the world with different characters absolutely that you don't see in the main invincible book let us catch up with kid thor and bolt and captain capitalism and find out what's been going on since then you know, knock out make, knock out and you could get you know if they wanted to do a separate like a sister animated series i would yeah. be down i'd be so down for a cape capes so. like agreed just make it. it pretty just make it pretty just make it prettier than just the art here which i make feel bad pretty. about I don't want to like keep dunking I feel on bad. Mike Ingram. I feel bad. No, no. Yeah. It's, I mean, listen, it's, it's still not at Mike, the end of the day. It's 50 it's times better than I'm Mar- going It's to a do. Mark Ingler. Yeah. God damn yeah. it. No, it's I don't want to keep it. dunking on Mark Ingler. It, it's, it's not <laughs> his fault. It's really <laughs> not his fault. It's just, oh, that wasn't it's, intentional, I promise. It's just honestly, the, 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 it just needed it just needed some it needed some oomph. It needed some it needed polish. Yes, it yeah. does. It's very 2003 art, but it feels like early 90s art. But it feels like early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's been like a lot of talk recently this week about like how much art goes into comic books. Yeah. Somebody who, um, somebody who I follow is basically like, I am willing to overlook bad writing if the art is really. If the art is worth, yes, absolutely. Get past bad art, even if it is a good story. Mm -hmm. And both of those are the story of the New Fifty Two. Yes, exactly. Like art is so important. (laughs) Art is yeah. Art is ninety percent of a comic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is a visual medium. It is something that you have to yeah look at as well as read. So I just I. It sucks because I really dig the idea sucks. of capes and I would love to get more of it. So yeah. uh, final thoughts on capes, gentlemen, as well as a favorite moment or two. Malcolm, we'll start with you. Uh, favorite moment is definitely the date between yeah. Kid Thor and Knockout. Agreed. I love them both. I think they're wonderful. Um, yeah. Also, anytime that Bolt's with his family. I like I like Bolt. I like seeing Bolt with his family. Agreed. Um I, I think Bolt's really cool, and I wish there was more of him. Uh, 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 yeah, I like this book a lot, man. I, as a person who had never actually read, like, I haven't read this one. Um, I had read, like, some of the backups, and so I had read, like, pieces of the last chapter, but that's about it. Um, but this was super fun, man. Like, it was, it was a great read. Jacob? Awesome. Um, honestly, the, the review of Big Head was still very powerful to me regardless of like, getting into gun because mm-hmm. it was so chilling to think like oh uh 
you did this years ago to get your business started. And now that it's in a rut, you're going to do it again to like, what a, what a classic corporation kind of pro, uh, propaganda ploy that you can do. It's like, if something is the compromises you make for a small business. Exactly. And it's, it's very, it's very corporate. It's like, it's, uh, it's sad to say it's very corporate uh, America, very style of what it is. And, and uh, if you, you need to make desperate uh, choices for your company, then you're probably going to do it because, you know, money is everything. So it really is, it really is. That was my favorite part of this whole like experience was just like, wow. So what's going to happen here? I totally agree. This should have been like 13 issues worth minimum. building up to this minimum to like get up to this point. But yeah, uh, it, I, this, this was a fun read just for like a, just for something that was already something I loved. And mm -hmm. then to add this, to add this world, to, to make the world even bigger and see what it was like where they live in. It was like, yeah, this is, um, yeah. I wish this was, there was more of this. I, I, that was, this, this is going to happen a lot when we cover more of like the invincible expanded yeah. universe. It's just like a lot of these books, unfortunately got canceled before they even got to their real prime and stuff. And some went a little too long, but some didn't get the chance. And that's kind of the downfall. And I hope to see these characters possibly pop up into the tv show we don't know but who knows it would be really sweet just to have that opportunity again to see these characters expand more that's absolutely mm -hmm. great uh yeah mm -hmm. I, I, I agree with both of you um i do think that the date is probably my favorite as well mm -hmm. just give me more capes like we need yeah. to revisit this this is so freaking good um and that is going to wrap up this week of the Geek Explain Book Club. Uh, next week, we are diving right back into the main book with Invincible Volume 13 entitled Growing Pains. It's going to be including issues 66 through 70, as well as Invincible Returns number one. And I'm going to read the synopsis for you right here. In the aftermath of his battle with Conquest, Invincible and his world are left in ruins. He's faced with questions he doesn't know how to answer about his future as a hero and what is needed to actually protect the people of Earth. Meanwhile, deep in space, Nolan and Alan the Alien are making preparations for the impending Viltrumite War. Big stuff War on the horizon. Is coming. We yeah. just got through conquest, and already we know that some big old conflict is coming on the way. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up here, though, I do want to give a uh, special little shout to a good brother in front of the podcast, Andrew Kincaid, on his hey. nuptials this past yeah. week. Yeah, I, I know that. that uh, Congrats, one man! Of, one of us was uh, there in person and saw everything. You know, from the uh, from the horse's mouth, if you will, this man Jacob Brown. Yeah, see yeah. that. So really, yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was circumstances beyond our control to the point where it's like, all right, you're the only one here, so <laughs> you get to be a part of this. And I was like, no, that's not <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> Why am I the one? Uh, this is exactly between the four friends that we have that are very close to us that like would be there for this event. It's I am so the funny. last person that should have been there. <laughs> it really was because if it was up to me, I would have been late and still putting on my uh my putting on my 
my uh, suit and all this other stuff. That's like, so I, funny. I would have totally been like that friend that's just like, look, I'm, I just made it. I'm sorry. I'm so, so busy. What, what did I miss? Did it, did it already happen? <laughs> And, and to be... You did end up carrying yeah. the torch for all of us, and we hear at you're the, the torch bearer. He's the oh, torch yeah. bearer. Oh, so we at the uh, Explain Book Club no. want to wish Andrew and his now wife Frankie a very happy nuptials, and here is to a lifetime of happiness for you both. Indeed. Love you guys, Mazel, um, bro. Mazel bra. Mazel bra. Very Mazel good. Bra. I like that. <laughs> so uh, tune in next week where we're getting right back on track. And let us know on Twitter at Pod how you liked dipping into the wider universe of Invincible this week. And if you would like to have us explore more, we're planning on it. If there are any um, Invincible adjacent comics you would like us specifically to highlight along our run, feel free to let us know again at Geeksplained Pod. That's at Geeksplained P O D. Let your voices be heard and we, you know, may work them in the rotation. Note that mm. Brit Volume 1 is on Comicsology Unlimited right now. Okay, well then it looks like we're gonna be adding brick to this. <laughs> Just that's a non-starter. That brick is said, getting well. Done. All right then. <laughs> so if you want to have comics that join up with our boy Brit, feel free once again to let us know. But uh, we're gonna be picking up right back here next Friday for the next session of the Geek Explained Book Club with issue or uh, Invincible Volume Thirteen, entitled "Growing Pains," issue sixty-six through seventy, and Invincible Returns Number One. So check that out. Same geek time, same geek channel. But for now, for Olivier and the Raftars, I am Eric Azana. I am Malcolm Russell Nelson, and I am Jacob. Prepare for the sacred invasion of Earth, Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and we will yeah. see you next time. Freaking secrets, man. 